Hey, everybody, and uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of Hollywood Knockbusters. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got my awesome, awesome special guest. It was actually her idea for this show. Well, it was her idea to review this movie, and I thought of all the of all the shows that I have that this would be the perfect one. But before I introduce the movie, let me introduce my special guest, Amy Lynn Woodall. How are you doing, Amy Lynn? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Jonathan? Good, good. Um, so yeah, so Amy Lynn and I were chatting. I think it was during our other pod, the other mm-hmm. one we did, and uh, you happened to bring up like this is like one of your least favorite movies or something. It's definitely the least. It's not one of it. Is oh, it's the least. Oh yes. wow, you really have a hatred for this movie. Um, and it's funny because a friend of mine loved it. He said. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, you may hear my cat. Um, my chihuahua's beating down the office door, so. My cat is uh, in a really, uh, hold on a second. He is talking to me right now. One, <laughs> one second. All right, I am back. Sorry, my cat is uh, having some issues. We took him to the vet today, and uh, it's been a crazy day. So he's okay. He just needs to be inside for about a week, and he's usually an outdoor cat, loves to play around and do stuff. So, whew, he is out there right now, just probably causing trouble out in my hallway. But um, he does not like to be cooped up in a room, you know. Um, my cat doesn't go outside, period. He can leave doors open and he'll sit in the doorway, but he will not go outside. He doesn't want to go outside. My cat mm-hmm. loves the outside. He's only ever went outside twice in his whole six years of life. I, I wish my cat was an indoor cat, but he just does not want to stay indoors. And he was he was found um, outside, you know, and everything. So he's an outdoor born cat, you know, and everything. Mine was, so mine was found in a uh, tin horn, like after a storm. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was a feral Maybe that's kitten. why. Maybe he's like terrified to go outside. He was a, he was a fer- he was a, definitely a feral kitten, and he's too young to be taken away from his mom. So the people that found him think he got washed away in a storm. Yeah. And since my husband made me mad and told me I couldn't have a cat, I went and got this one, all the way from my hometown in Oklahoma. Oh. Well, I'm glad you but got he's him. My, he's my baby. All right. Well, enough about that. We're gonna be talking about yeah. the movie, The Brothers Solomon. Which, as you said before, was a movie that you hate. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly was going in thinking I was going to hate this movie because of your hatred for it. And I couldn't hate it. Um, I couldn't also love it. There are a lot of issues I have with it. But there are a lot of funny things that I I got out of it. You know, that um, with my sense of humor, it, it totally sort of worked. Um so I guess the storyline behind this is two brothers who I guess their mother had died young, you know, when they were young, they were raised by their father, who was sort of this very much a, uh, you know, I always see the positive out of everything, mm-hmm. but he never kind of taught them to be adults. So it's very like stepbrothers where they're still sort of kids, you know, they act sort of kids, kid like now stepbrothers is a much better movie. I absolutely love Step Brothers. I know. So I can sort of see where this would be sort of like an anti-Step Brothers in a way. It's it's not as funny as Step Brothers nearly, mm-hmm. but it I, it has it sort of has that dumb and 
dumber vibe that um that maybe that's what you don't like about it because like no i love dumb and dumber okay i just it's this movie i don't it's it's not will arnett's finest work okay okay um so yeah so will arnett and it was also written by will forte who's the Mm -hmm. other brother and he gave himself the i guess the, the lesser part the the smaller but still i mean both of them are significant part in it um uh and they they both do it so well and plus honestly when i was yeah when like before i think on saturday Night live and other things i got will arnett and will forte mixed up all the time they sort of do look like brothers you know like i could get that they're both named will you know and they're both named will so i mean it was it's sort of weird that it all worked out that way um but i really i i I, I like I said I wanted to I wanted to uh hate it but uh so the story is like they they haven't been sort of taught like social skills they were homeschooled <clears throat> and both were homecoming king tied for it and then he broke the tie or whatever I mean it's but just- we got it the homeschooling thing like you're saying that their dad raised them after their mom passed away anything that they wanted or they could come up with their dad made it happen they wanted to live in the North Pole, you know, right after their mom died. So the dad moves them to the North Pole, and they're doing this weather station thing. And it was they were the only two students in the entire school. Right. And the prom killed me, man. <laughs> right. So I, uh. um, but, yeah, so they, they were, like, you know, they're kind of raised to sort of to be, um, I don't know, like sort of uh socially inept you know mm-hmm. because they weren't taught social skills how to handle everything they were also taught once again that if they wanted something they just went to dad and dad got it for them yeah. and so when their dad is uh in a coma later which they were too late to get to him because they had to argue a fee uh, at the a video movie. store um and then and go get a movie because they got a free, you know, credit or whatever. So they, you know, all that time they took, their the dad had passed in a coma or whatever. And uh, Doctor Wong or Wang, which one was which one was first? It's Wang or Wong first? Because Wang was like I think he was Doctor Wang was the doctor who uh, helped, uh, you know, with the father. You know, and then there's Dr. Wong, who is another character who we don't really we only meet for like two seconds, but we hear about through, you know, and they kind of get those two characters mixed up at one point. Um, and then there's also other doctors. There's a lot of doctors in this. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they figure out from Dr. Wang that like the way to, you know, keep their dad to po- potentially keep living uh, through the coma is to give them something worth living for so they decide we're gonna get a kid you know we're gonna have a great he's gonna have a grandson and they're already striking out like with like relationship stuff like they can't you know they're just dumb when it comes to dating and uh you well, know like you said they weren't raised the proper proper social skills so they they're striking it striking out in every aspect of life especially yeah. with the ladies especially with the ladies because they, they just don't yeah. yeah they weren't raised around women it was just them and their dad in the north pole 
Right. And they also just don't know how to talk to people, right, mm-hmm. the right way. And, you know, I kind of like movies and shows like this. Um, uh, Big Bang Theory is one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, yeah. And Sheldon is like a character who uh, he might be on the spectrum. There's a little talk of that, you know, but they've, they've never diagnosed him with anything or whatever. But he is sort of like this character who talks like he doesn't understand boundaries he doesn't understand saying the right thing or the wrong thing and these guys kind of feel the same way where my favorite scene in the whole movie is them talking to that guy james who happens well i guess we'll get to that i guess we'll get to that because we have to introduce these other characters so they they realize that they're gonna want to they they try to adopt and they're uh they kind of let the adoption guy uh played by the director bob odenkirk uh who i love he's uh saul he was also in this movie too yep i'm saying he that they go to him to talk Mm -hmm. about adopting and he overhears that basically they're terrible and he's just like they just say whatever's on their mind because they think that's okay you know like you know, when they say things, they say mean things to the, about the kid's son, they literally aren't doing it to be mean. No, you know? they're just stating their observation. Right. And they don't realize, like, this is not how you do this thing. And I think, honestly, some of that has to do with school, homeschooling or, mm-hmm. you know, or the way that they were brought up like that. Because, you know, when you go to school um and some kids may not have been really good at school either good at you know socializing in school but generally speaking when you go to school you meet kids you start learning how to to converse with them you learn how to pick up social skills and stuff and when you're homeschooled you're sort of not a lot of times you're not kind of taught that unless like there's unless there's like kids in your neighborhood or you know what I mean? Like, but if you're kind of just sheltered, you don't know how to, how to do that. And I, I feel like these kids are that way or what for these men, you know, now, you know, are that way. So they kind of, they decide, well, okay. Adoption doesn't work. I can't get a girl <laughs> to want to do it. Well, so they did, they did have a girl that was, yeah. Well, she was gonna do it but that bus had other ideas that's true she was about to do it however it got a little weird because she was kind of like saying at one point that she was happy to have the child and i think she was going to keep you know whatever so it might not have worked out even if they got it because she might have like wanted to keep the child and not give you know what i mean and mm-hmm. maybe I mean, it, it sucks the bus hitting her and everything, and uh, and so um, so also. Meanwhile, they're keeping their dad at uh, what is it? Um, uh, what's his name? John. I think it's John uh, Solomon. And there's John, and there's um, I'm really bad with the names on here. Do you remember the names? Um, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Um. Uh, the brothers Solomon. Let's see. So there's John, who's Will Garnett. I can't say just Will. Dean is the is other Will Forte. So they so John brings their dad to uh, Dean's uh, place, 
did not tell him because he wanted anything, a surprise. Yeah. And yet, and it had a very dumb and dumber like line where you know, like you think it's gonna go where he's upset at him, but then the whole time he's like, "This was the greatest idea in the world," you know. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I I, I was like, okay, I can kind of see where this is sort of dumb and dumber like. And other people in reviews have have mentioned this, so it's not. I'm not the only you know, person that probably picked that up. Um, then, so they decided to go on Craigslist and say, you know, and, and, and announce it. And I think that was back in 2007 when Craigslist, you could probably do a lot of these things. Craigslist has now been very careful about things because, you know, there's certain things you can't do on Craigslist anymore mm-hmm. because you would get in trouble or, or there's been like the Craigslist killer mm-hmm. who's shown up and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, so they wanted a baby. The girl wanted ten thousand dollars, and uh, she got them up to twelve. Yeah. And so, and that was Kristen Wig, who I I love, her. I love her. I do too. And I actually was at a uh, premiere that it was like a screening of uh, uh, that Barb and something star go to. Uh, you know Vista Del Mar or whatever movie that she was in she produced and apparently she was there I never saw her or if I did I didn't like I didn't recognize her or anything uh, but she was supposedly there that was like they were trying to tell us like when we were like working there not to you know not to go bother her you know or whatever like if you see her if you see a famous person they didn't say who because they did want us to like go looking specifically for, but they said if you see a famous person there, do not go, don't go talk to them. And I was like thinking, I, unless they talk to me, I have no reason to talk to them. Um, so anyway, uh, Kristen was awesome in this movie. I really liked her. She's very sweet. Um, uh, now I think his name's Chi, Che, Che McBride was played James. And I've liked him a lot too, oh, the yeah. big guy. And uh, he's always plays this like sort of uh, fam- like fabulous character. Like he can always do a great job. He was in Waiting, and he was in a bunch of other stuff. Um, just always love love when he comes on, and he was hilarious as the ex boyfriend slash current yeah. boyfriend of uh, Kristen's character. And um, and so they have this. Uh, uh, so she decides to keep the baby and give it to, or, or, or to keep to give it to them, and everything. Um, have the baby, uh, but through sperm donation. Now, I will say I will ask you this before I forget because I will forget this, and I want to know your opinion. Why did they? Why did? Why did the baby turn out black? James. Right, but it wasn't James's sperm, and it wasn't. Uh... I'm betting she was already pregnant or that didn't take. And so they got together before she went back and got reexamined to see if the insemination took. They never answered that question. They didn't even like, mm-hmm. they don't even talk about it. It's not even like, it, it's so strange of an ending because I just like, the, just, da- like, uh, the dad, Lee Majors, Mm-hmm. He caught on. He was just like, uh, 
I know. I saw that, but but like. But his boys were so happy that they were daddies. Mm Mm-hmm. Lee Majors, oh man, what a what oh a God, yeah. what a fantastic actor to have on your, you know he he is so great in comedies and he's so underrated in comedies because he doesn't he never got used in comedies much and I don't know if he's still alive I want to say he is yes he is good Whew. I get I get a little freaked out sometimes when they're a little older you know because I don't know but I think he's very. Uh, he he's the what was a six million dollar man of um yeah six million dollar man so and the fall guy yeah i think so yeah the fall guy mm-hmm. yeah fantastic actor and he was so great in this you know uh, uh, even though he's not in it for too much most of his stuff is you know like that must be the best job when you're an actor is literally just pretending mm-hmm. to be in a coma you know like oh, yeah. you know what i mean because all you gotta do is sleep on set you know or whatever I don't know. And you get paid. Get paid to sleep. Yeah. I mean, how, how awesome is that? Right. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, so, well, I was going to say, so James, the, uh, the, the ex slash current boyfriend, uh, he, get, I guess, needs a ride home. So the, kid, the guys drive him home. And he says something about, you know, they're like, oh, wow, that's a really nice place you got there. He's like, why are you surprised? You know, because I'm, and he brings it up, uh, brings it up because, you know, is it because I'm a a black guy? Is that it? And they're like, no, it's because you're a janitor. (laughs) And he goes, oh, you think that if I was a white janitor, like this would be, you know, you you wouldn't be surprised? I was like, yeah. And I laughed so hard. That did make me laugh because they were just so brutally honest. Like, yeah. Right. And I think, I think that's where James actually liked them because even though they were rude in a way, which they did not mean to be, you know? No, saying that's the thing. All of their behaviors throughout this whole movie was not intentional coming from them. It's that's just how they are. Exactly. Uh, Kristen Wiig says it the best when she tries to talk to, and we haven't even mentioned her yet, but she, he mm-hmm. talks, she talks to the kind of the bitchy girl who uh, John wants the whole time uh a Malin Ackerman playing Tara. Tara's just like this terrible person in a way, but she, I mean, in a way she, she's nice for helping them out all the time. And I, as far as I know, they don't pay her or do they? I don't I, think so. I don't think they ever did. No. Yeah. I don't think they, they just kept asking her, could you help out? And she said, yeah. You know? And I'm like, really? She could say no at some point, but she never does. And she always helps out when she can. And I don't know. You know, maybe she just likes doing stuff like I don't know, because there's no she has no interest in either of those guys. And she even says she thinks they're losers, you know, or whatever. I think it was because she's in training to become a nurse. So it's help. Yeah. Yeah. It's helping her career, you know. And um, so they, you know, they have uh, Malin Ackerman's character uh, at their house at, at one point. She's just there. They didn't even know she was there. And uh, apparently every single time it's a bathroom. She's coming out. What, of the what was her deal with the bathroom? Every scene that she was in their apartment, she's coming out of the bathroom. I, I almost want to say that was a running gag that they wanted to keep going so that when 
she doesn't come out of the bathroom and it's at uh, the end of it it was Kristen Wiig's character yeah they wanted that surprise they wanted you to think it was her because they even said oh uh you know she's always in the bathroom I go oh crap Kristen's in the bathroom now you know like I and they televised it that was the only problem I had with that it's like they televised that part um so a Malin Ackerman uh, is in it. She's so sweet. I love her, by the way. I don't know if you've seen the movie Final Girls, um, but she's amazing in no, that. And she's on a show that I love called Billions. Um, she was in The Heartbreak Kid. She was in Couples Retreat. Yeah, Couples Retreat. Um, with just um, um, uh, amazing actress. Like, I love her. And she's so freaking good in this movie. She kind of, uh, uh, even though she's a bitch, like her character's a bitch the whole time. I mean, honestly, like, I don't kind of blame her at times because he does come off like either or John comes off kind of strong and at times yeah. and stuff and saying things that like, I'm like, okay, you're a little creepy, dude. You know, and I like, think, I, and I think that's where she was coming from. She didn't necessarily need to be a bitch, but that dude was a creep. I mean, she I would just, never, I would have never held that elevator for him after the first time. Right, you'll be like, hey, I gotta go. Uh, sorry, uh, I'm, sorry, I want to be by myself. Yes. I don't know. Uh, it was crazy. Um, anyway, uh, so, uh, Milan Ackerman and uh. All only characters are just sort of to me they're sort of fun. Like I enjoy everybody in this movie. Um you know, uh, even even the creepy what like th- they do all these things but they do it wrong, you know, like every mm-hmm. single thing you would think would be an easy task for them to do. Like when they want to learn how to how to be a, a dad, so they want to learn from an actual kid. So they oh go my the, god, the playground scene, the playground scene, and they're just like, Hey, kid, you want ice cream? Yes, and then the, the, the kid's like, Yes, and then the mom's like, What are you doing? And like, Oh, we're bringing your kid to go get ice cream. Do you want to come? <laughs> like, I was dying. I'm sorry. Oh my god, that, that was one of the funniest. Oh, that that scene. Um, and every scene it showed them driving where they would just drive, like in park. They couldn't yeah. go anywhere without ramming into something or wrecking. Every wrecking single thing that they, were, yeah, they that, get, I did like that. That was funny. Yeah, like they they were driving at one. The, the first time you see them driving, they're kind of coming into this like, like kind of. I, I don't know. They they can't seem to make it through this like little, like, road. I guess, but it was like a it was almost like an alleyway that they were going. Oh yeah, down. like they were coming out of that parking garage. Yeah, but it was so weird how they kind of like. yeah it was it was funny um i mean it just it maybe isn't that bad but i also had to watch nacho libre two times three times before i decided i liked it and now i can watch it on repeat so um yeah so (sighs) so yeah so i i don't know i that's the funny thing i don't like a lot of john Heder's stuff you know, like I don't like Napoleon Dynamite. I don't like uh, Nacho Libre, which I think wasn't him, but was Jack Black. It was but it was Black, done yeah. by the same guy who did Napoleon Dynamite, um, if I'm correct. Um, but uh, I, 
you know? Like, I I really, I dig this movie. I don't know. Once again, I think it's because it's so stupid that I laugh. Like, I'm like, wait, these guys don't understand that you're not supposed to pick up a kid at a fucking park, you know, and stuff. And then when the cops come, you know, they're continuing their, con- they're like, excuse me, and continue their conversation, you know. I just think that's really funny. Yeah, and, and then when uh, the cops are asking them, like, you know, what are you doing? And they're, they're just so matter of fact. Yeah, we're trying to lure these kids in our car, take them get out. I'm just like, they're, oh. we're waiting for their mom to, to, to yeah. go away so we can snatch their kid. Right. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh my god! And then when they get, they 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 reminded me of Justin Bieber when they go to get their you know, um, uh, they go to get their um, what is it, uh, uh, pictures taken at the jail or whatever, and uh, all of a sudden they're smiling the whole time, mm-hmm. like because they're just happy no matter what, like like they take the positive the negatives and they make turn everything into positives, you know, yep. as much as they can, and it's. It's sort of a really cool, I you know, concept of like how can people take all of these things and turn them into positives, you know, or whatever. Um, my other favorite bit is the fact, and I had to look this up by the way. I, I'm gonna bring this up, but they, um, <laughs> those guys actually, um, uh, what is it? Um, Ah, um, did the sky riding thing. And I mean, it took them a while to realize that that's what they needed to do. Right. So, um, uh, at first, you know, they look up in the sky and they're like, I got a great idea. And they go to the right. thing that is written on the sky. Right. You know, right. and, and stuff It's like, all right, now we gotta, we gotta figure this out. There's something in there. Right. You look back up in the sky and they decide to go, well, well, uh, what is it? Uh, John decides, and then <laughs> and, uh, Dean's thinking of something else, which had nothing to do with. <laughs> no. And then they're like, you know, can't believe they charge $50 later. Good thing we cut it short. And then it was a whole freaking paragraph. Do you know how much that cost them? It wasn't a paragraph, it was like a long like Yeah. It was, it was like, it was just, it, it was, was like a, a novel, short, short novel. Um, the sky banner at the end of the movie contained at least 390 words or 2,070 characters. Since the cost was $50 per letter, assuming they counted the punctuation and 32 plus periods as letters. Remember, there's 32 periods in that thing, too. Um, That exorbitant, I can't say this word. A uh, long banner uh, would have cost the Solomon Brothers $103,500. Uh, $103, uh, with a 6% sale tax, the total would have cost them $109,710. Then it's like, what did they do for a living? Where'd they get the I, I don't know. I don't know. Like all got... this medical equipment for their dad, all this stuff. And I'm like, where's this money coming from? Maybe their dad. And that's the only thing I can imagine. It's like their dad had all this money and they just were able to get it from him. You know? And then with the caliber of the comedy in this movie, none of that was supposed to make any sense anyhow. So. 
Yeah, I, I think they were just trying to like throw so many things at the wall and see what stuck. You know, like every every scene was almost like they were trying to up the last scene that they did to make you go, what the hell am I watching in a way? And I kind of like that, but I kind of after a while, I was like, I, I like you have to kind of look at it as this isn't, uh, you know, this isn't real. This is fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. This isn't you can't take this seriously at all. You know, like, you, you know, if, if, you know, the joke, the big joke was supposed to be, oh, we were paying $50 a letter. We kept it short. So when it starts going, my name is John, right? Yeah. And then you were uh, like, you're like, oh, that's all they did. And then, bam, they get like yep. a million, a whole bunch of things. And people are uh, reading it and, you know, and everything like that. And people are saying the words, you know, out loud because they're just like, you know, what is this? You know, or whatever. And I love that. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I I wouldn't do that. No, it's been 130 three or hundred nine thousand dollars <laughs> no. trying to reach somebody you know no. like have they thought about texting or craigslisting or... Did you, and there was one thing like i didn't realize how old this movie was either it's like 13 to 15 years old mm-hmm. I, I didn't even realize how old it was yeah uh in 2000 like i said 2007 was the year year it got released 2008 was when Step Brothers came out so i'm almost thinking that Will Ferrell watched this movie and go, I can make something better with Brothers, you know? Yeah. And he did. He made a better movie with Brothers. Um, I still think Will, Ar- uh, Will Forte is a really good writer. I just think that this movie sort of almost felt just very weird, like too weird, maybe. You know, and I think maybe that's why people signed on to do it, right? I mean, we have Kristen Wiig, we have uh, Chai McBride, we've got, um, uh, we've even got Jenna Fisher in the movie. And I absolutely loved that scene where he's like chatting with her up. She's a um, girl from the office and uh, she's just like, he's he's at dinner with her and he's, he's, uh, was it, John says, um, you know, oh, your face is so beautiful. And she's like, thank you. It was like, you know, it, it definitely covers up for your body. You yeah. know, if, you know, right. And she's like, what's wrong with my body? It's like, oh, it's okay. Your your face definitely covers for your body. <laughs> and I was just like, what the then, the, And then he straight up asked her, are you ovulating right now? Yep. And she was like, that is not something uh, you ask somebody. And, and then she, he proposes to her right and she's like no <laughs> and, and that's the funniest thing is like when people hear something in the you know they go out to dinner and they hear somebody propose to the other person they don't want to hear no right generally people don't hear no you know generally people hear yes or whatever but like this is their first time meeting and he wants to i guess get married to her so he can have the baby and they can just get right to that you know uh stuff like he's both of them go about it the wrong way you know for everything that they do which um interesting i mean approach to filmmaking i guess i don't know is 
I, like when you said this is your least favorite movie, I was just sort of shocked because like I have least favorite movies. This would not be on my least favorite. Um, in fact, when I saw it, when I went to the um, uh, I, IMDb, uh, it's 5.3 on the IMDb, which is not even as low as it probably should be. It might should be probably lower. But people seem to dig it in a way, like the absurdity of it, I guess. So I, I kind of, I understand it. I gave it two stars. I don't think it's that great, but I don't think it's that terrible. Like, And I, I, and I don't know what specifically about this movie that makes me dislike it so much. Because there's so many talented people and there are some really good comedic moments in it. But just overall, I'm just like, no, man. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's it could have been funnier. Um, I feel like the characters kind of after a while, they do sort of wear thin. And you're sort of like, I don't really like these people, you know, like, but even um, Kristen Wiig has a line in the movie as Janine. She kind of says that these guys are um what is it uh you know basically their their hearts are in the right place you know that they're they're good people they really are trying you know they just don't know how to do it you know and i think that's the only thing i like about the movie is that even though there's such creepy people at times um (laughs) we didn't even mention the time he went to the he had the dinner on the floor in the hallway in the hallway and he's like knocking on the door and then the girl's boyfriend i guess uh was it uh uh i think his name was todd or something no ken ken uh she was like hey ken and then she looks over he goes um hi what how can i help you you know and he was like oh i want to take you out on you know for dinner and we're already got dinner plans okay well you know i'll be you know i'll I'll be doing this you know a bunch it reminded me we reviewed for quick review thursday reviewed a movie called eight days a week that back in the 90s when it was out when it got out um was probably a pretty funny movie right because i remember liking it Watching as an adult now, you know, like where I'm not in high school anymore and, and whatnot, I look at it and it is very cringy and is literally about a guy who sits at a, uh, you know, he's fallen in love with this girl, Carrie Russell, and he falls in love with her and he'll, uh, and he finds out that like his great grandpa or something sat on, uh, you know, sat outside his the love of his life's uh, house until she you know until she married him you know right now you would just call the cops and have a restraining order on that person but for some reason or another in that movie they they allowed him and for a movie so the movie could keep going they allowed him to do that and then the story continued and i'm just like nowadays no you can't do that that's very creepy and um and and not cool and this dude does so many creepy things 
and but he just doesn't realize he doesn't think of them as creepy you know he thinks he's you know he thinks once again he's socially inept so he Mm -hmm. thinks what he's doing is the right thing to do and i don't know it doesn't bother me i i like like once again I, I, I still don't see what is the worst movie of all time. I could I could probably show you some that could definitely go, you know, beat this. And like I said, I don't know. This movie does have some really, really funny, but it's just, I think also the speed of the movie, it was just, it wasn't enough to keep me to pay attention to it. For real? Yeah. For some reason, I actually thought that, that, that I, th- I thought, for a person like me, I have ADD, so I'm, uh, yeah. well, I'm not diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I have ADD. Um, uh, but I like it kept my attention. I was like, oh my god, oh, that's happening! Oh my god, what, what in the world? You know, like I, I think if they, you know, because they get to the baby stuff pretty quick, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and realize, okay, we need to, we need to figure out how to get a child so that we can get the dad you know the dad and the dad does wake up basically after the baby is born it's like a, i think a year after the baby is born it's like one year later so mm-hmm. guys in the coma for like a year and a half you know or longer you know it's- and then at the end of you know when they have that baby safety store they got the dad in a chair in the store yeah still in the coma i'm like oh my god yeah uh, that was kind of funny. I uh, like. I did like that scene though, the safety scene when they're talking to the guy in here, there who's buying the stuff, the baby safety stuff for his kid. The stuff that they were saying to him, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm surprised. That was funny. Was, that was I, funny. I was surprised he was okay. Like <laughs> he was buying stuff from them. I would have been like, you guys are kind of creeping me out. I'm I'm out of here. Like I don't I don't believe any of this. <laughs> yeah, like, stuff um they all oh, the stuff that they were doing to prove that they could be a good you know dad or whatever like dropping the baby from a fucking which wasn't real i mean they had a doll I, you know um what was it was like they dropped him from stairwells they dropped him from two stories up they and and all the different diapers i'm like if the baby is going to be falling from there he's dead yeah. Like, if you catch him, he's dead. What about the dead duck and the popcorn? I don't remember that. The dead bird. You don't remember the dead duck scene? No. Whenever he's changed diapers and each diaper had a different thing in it. Oh, okay. I did not. And yeah, th- yeah, there was a little dead. They just said dead bird, but it looked like a dead baby duck mixed in with the popcorn. I remember they are like, they are like, uh, that that's uh, Snickers, and he goes, yeah. and he, the girls is like, that does not smell like Snickers. He's like, oh, Snickers that's is the dog, right. the next yeah, door neighbor's dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh god, it was just some things that they were doing and saying. I mean, um, the, and and just the way things are. Sometimes it was just weird because they were trying to confuse you at times or something like there's that one point where they find out that they are pregnant and you don't know it. You don't know whether it's that she got pregnant or she didn't. Right. And all of a sudden he threw the, the chair through the window and he was like, you just don't know how you're going to react. Yeah, I thought but- that was going to be like when they first, when I first saw that, I thought that was just going to be like them being mad. 
Yeah. Or upset that it didn't take. And no, he did that because he was happy that it did take. That it did take. It made no sense. It was just like, but it was there to make no sense so that you thought one way and then did the other yeah. thing. Um, I think that might also be another thing that you don't like in this movie because it does that a lot. It does where it tries to confuse you, like the long lettering mm-hmm. and stuff. They try to fool you into thinking one thing just be- and it does it too much that it just gets kind of like old hat, like, all right, come on. Let's, you know, this joke is wearing, wearing thin pretty much. Um, uh, this is something like, I don't think a lot of people would like. Um, it's a very absurdist. It's a very weird. Um, I, I don't know. I can't hate on it. It, it. it does not come off pretentious, which is good. You know, a lot of, a lot of these, a lot of these movies that are just weird and, and whatever, they feel pretentious. They feel like they're being like um, one of my least favorite directors is Wes Anderson. Um, I really loved his first movie, Bottle Rocket, but everything after that, well, maybe Rushmore too, but like Royal Tenenbaums and the great Budapest Hotel and um, the Isle of Dogs, stuff like that. Just I'm not I don't find them funny and I find them kind of weird and i don't and and the sense of humor is dry um this came off like okay we're gonna do something weird but we're gonna make it a wacky comedy you know and and, for, and then like you know like we we both like touched on the how it was like you know a uh, dumb and dumber mm-hmm. a bad version of dumb and dumber <laughs> not and mm-hmm. then it was also will arnett's ex-wife was in a movie with tina fage where uh amy poehler where Amy Poehler was Tina Fey's uh, surrogate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it ended up not being Tina Fey's baby either. It's so, been so a while since I've seen that movie, I, but I saw, Baby Mama. Yeah, yes, I saw that those similarities in with this movie as well. Yeah, maybe that's another thing. Like, Because, uh, you know, a lot of movies were trying to be like doing stuff about uh, comedies back then. You also had like Knocked Up which I think was a lot better, but like, obviously a bunch better than this movie. This movie, it's, it's not hard to beat this movie, honestly. Um, yeah. But Knocked Up was a funny movie because it was about finding out your, you know, the person's pregnant and then finding out, figuring out how to be a father. You know, you have to read the books, you have to do, you know, all these different things. And, and she, even though, um, it's so weird because that movie, I think that came out in 2007. So there were a lot of movies that were sort of like this, where uh, it was big on um, uh, father being a father and, um, and the, you know, sort of the wrong way to do it. Um, Jersey Girl, you know, uh, sort of had that, you know, feeling. But I thought that was much funnier than this movie. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's a yeah, Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Um, which, that got panned by the audience. Like a lot of people hated that movie. I actually think I liked it's it. pretty funny. Ben Affleck like actually one of his one of his really good roles, you know, and and stuff where he's like comedy roles, you know, and he he should do more of that. Now he's getting stuck doing like drama or being Batfleck or whatever, you know. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't get the, doesn't get a lot of chances to do comedy as much unless he's working with like Kevin Smith you know, or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so this movie had sort of that thing going for it in 2007, where it was just like, 
so many of these movies were getting made. I guess that was the thing. Like, you know, I bet they, I bet a lot of people knew what was happening in Hollywood at the time. So they were like, oh, you know, Judd Apatow is making a, a movie about fatherhood or whatever, mm-hmm. be- becoming a father. You guys should make one, but just silly, you know, or maybe right. that's, you know, that's sort of what happened. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think Will Forte has some really good moments in and with the script, but I think all in all, I think it is sort of lacking the like it should be funnier than it is, mm. you know. And uh, and I agree with that, but I don't. I once again, I can't can't rate this as like the worst. I, I like but, I said, and there's not any one certain thing. It's it just couldn't keep my attention. Yeah, like, comedy is hard too because everybody has their definition of what's funny, you know. Um, I could tell you a joke and you could think it's the funniest thing in the world. I tell somebody else and they, eh, I don't, you know, everybody's taste is different, you know? Oh yeah. And that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. that's, oh, that's, definitely. you know, um, I, I love that actually. It's same thing with horror films, you know, what's scary to you, you might be scared of clowns, you know? Okay, Jonathan. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. But I hate them. Oh. See, you might be afraid of clowns. I don't find clowns scary at all. I don't know. Just they never. And it's never not happened. even that. It's not that I'm scared of them. I just think they're gross. Well, see what I'm saying is like some people have like certain. My my niece hates clowns. Mm-hmm. So when I post the thing with the clown, that thing doesn't bother me. But yeah, but uh, of course Kelly had to had to tag you in that, and so did. My sister had to tag my niece, and I'm just like, that's funny to me, like, because it doesn't bother me. Um, and comedy is the same way. Like, what's funny to you is not funny, might not be yeah. funny to me, or it might be funny to both of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this other thing might be not funny to both, to you know, one or the other. You know, you just don't know until you do the comedy what what's going to hit. And so I honestly love that you know and um and that's why you know i'm never worried about if i write something that i think is funny you know i'm not worried that everybody's gonna hate it because maybe maybe people don't find it funny but you know uh i i give it my try i i did stand up for one day one night i stand it up for one night and it was it was pretty bad, and but I was happy I did it. And I actually came on. I I, I like messaged the guy that was running the 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 open uh, open stand up thing, you know, open mic uh, night. And uh, he said I came at the wrong time. Apparently there were like uh, there were like so many real comedians who actually showed up and did it that night because I remember seeing him going. These guys are really funny. Wow. So, like, yeah. you know, right? I did not realize they were actual real comedians who were up there doing it, not just random people trying like me, you know? And those and they're like for your first night, you know, you know, you uh I mean I, I didn't piss myself. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I I mean well, you know, I, you know I, I'm I've never uh done a comedy. 
Um, but like some of the people, my, my actor friends or, you know, my director friends and all that, they said comedy is the hardest genre to make a hit in like because it's just so hard because when you're trying to be funny, you're typically not going to be funny. Right. I mean, you got to sort of figure out what and, and you know what? I, I give them credit for for going all out on this movie and trying different things and you know trying to make something that i mean as far as stories go it had a beginning a middle and an end which is Mm -hmm. usually good some some movies just have a beginning and they just keep going you know until it ends Mm -hmm. you know they don't have that middle or whatever but it had like a three-act structure it had the part where at the end uh what it's called like the dark night of the soul where something um sort of bad happens and the bad happening was her realizing she wanted, she wanted to keep to the keep kid the keep the kid and stuff so they had a fear so they have that fight you know and they kind mm-hmm. of break up for a little bit as brothers you know they you know disband and then they come back together and yeah. then they try to figure out how to how to get out of you know so it had all the structure like plot points that you're supposed to have in these kind of movies or any kind of movie period um, but it's just, I, I, it, there were times where I wasn't laughing and I felt like I should have been laughing, you know, like, was that supposed to be funny or, or, you know, or am I not getting this? And, um, and I, I, I don't know. Um, all in all, I felt like it wasn't a, it wasn't a terrible movie. It's not the worst movie of all time, in my opinion, but it wasn't it wasn't as funny as i was hoping because i was hoping that i would love it way more than you did and we would have like a cisco and ebert thing going like you know where you would you would tell me why you really hated it and i would be like countering it with something yeah it's just like i said it wasn't interesting enough to keep my attention there's, yeah. there's, there's like some comedies that I'm just rolling and like on the floor the whole time, you know, this thing, like it was a hit and miss on what I thought was funny and what wasn't. And I just thought it was very dry. Yeah. What it's I like, like about, comedy. what I like about Judd Apatow generally, and he's the guy who did Knocked Up and this is, this is 40 and uh, 40 year old virgin, that kind of stuff. What he's really good at is making comedy and mixing it with drama well enough where it doesn't have to be funny all the time you look at a movie called funny people a lot of people thought it was going to be funny it was way more dramatic than what they were expecting it to be and i guess that threw a lot of people off i love that you know to me that is that's the sign of it i don't think i've seen that one i've heard of it but i've heard of it but i don't think i've seen it you haven't seen funny people? Oh man, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Adam, one of Adam Sandler's best uh, comedy drama kind of things. Like I like Punch Drunk Love, and I like uh, Spanglish. I like a lot of his. But I, I like Adam Sandler. He's one of my favorite comedian, like act, comedic actors. Um, but I kind of grew up watching his movies, you know, and everything. So I kind of fell in love with his stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, that Funny People is really, really good. Um, and uh, I, and that's what I like. I, I like if a movie is able to do that because, and it's not, it has to be funny all the time. When it's a movie like this, where it has to be funny all the time, 
that's the problem is there's gonna be issues you know because mm-hmm. i'm gonna be like going around going all right well will arnett and will forte are great i love them to death but can they keep my attention for an hour and a half honestly i did think it did keep my attention but i was looking at the clock a couple of times going you know is this halfway over by now like this should feel this feels like it should be halfway over by now you know um uh, and stuff so uh i like i said my favorite scenes are the scenes with james you know uh when he kept popping up i was like yes keep keep coming back buddy i like uh I liked him in it. He he became part of the group, you know. Oh, yeah. And I think he actually ended up being the center of the group before the before the baby was born. He was like kept the group, you know. He kept the group together. Yeah. 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 He was the one who like he told he, her to look up. He looked totally look up. He wanted he wanted her, you know, but he wanted her happy, like no right. matter what. It was all about her. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to have the baby? You know, but we never saw those scenes. We never saw the scenes where they were talking together separately, you know, or whatever much. So we didn't really get that. But I, that's what I sort of got was that he was, he wanted her to be happy no matter what. And he had a soft mm-hmm. side. He also was a, a manly man, you know, and everything. He was, you know, very much, I'll kick your ass, you know, if you're trying to steal my girl or whatever you know and i mean she was she was happy to do it you know maybe she already knew she was pregnant you know maybe. uh we never know any of this stuff um but i think like the, when she went in for the insemination they would have known like they would have been able to tell i don't know and like i said it could have been possible to where they uh got her and james got together before they went back to see if the insemination took and well, they did like. Well, he they dropped him off at home, so he wasn't there that day. So he could have came back to her house, made mm-hmm. love to her. Then right. that there day, was like there was, was it like a week or two before, before they went back. I don't know. I thought it was. I think pretty, it was like a week. I think it was, it was like a week or so. A week. Okay, so anything could have happened in that week, I <laughs> guess. But I don't. That's my biggest problem with the movie is that's never talked about it's almost like as if you know they didn't like they didn't want to talk about it they wanted to make the dad notice it so we were like because when i saw the baby i go that's a black baby you know like when he came out and everything i was like okay that is not a and i was like is that like was that a mistake you know like did they did they mean to have like a white baby and stuff? So later we'll see the baby is white, you know, and maybe it's just yeah. really fucking tan when he came out. And then you see it later and you're like, okay, that's a, that's, that's definitely a black kid. Right. And he well, was just, look, what? I was just gonna say, I just think with that, uh, it was never brought about, brought up or talked about in the movie is because the, uh, the wheels, uh, Dean and John didn't care. They were just happy to have a baby. Right. So they didn't. They loved the baby so much. They just didn't notice. They didn't notice. They didn't notice. She's like, I don't know. Like, I almost don't buy that they didn't notice. I, I almost. Or they, they, did, they just didn't care. Yeah, they, they didn't happy. care. They were um, just happy to have a baby. Yeah, they were just happy to have the baby. Uh, whether or not whatever color or whatever, mm-hmm. whoever's baby it is, you know. Uh, as, long as, as long as they got to make their dad a grandpa. 
Yep, they did. And they got to have, at the end, they sort of said to her, you know, if you want to keep it, we want to be, we just want to be in its life. Like, you know, she was going to be in the baby's life or whatever. So they all kind of agreed, like, you know. They're just going to raise the baby together. Yeah. And I think that was the sweetest thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, once again, I think it's because Kristen Wiig was so sweet. Her character was sweet. Um, uh, James was sweet. Everybody kind of, you know, like, Honestly, in real life, if if they had gone to the uh, police station to pick them up after they had literally tried to get ki- a kid to come to, they come to ice cream, jail. they would not have got out of jail that easy. Right. If at, if at all. And they would have had, uh, they would have gone to court and they would have had, um, they would have been in uh well, I guess he never they never touched the kid or anything. So they can't they can't file they can't like um there's no like young, you know, like you know how the, the uh right. sex offenders Pedophilia. registry. Yeah, there's no there's none of that. It, they stopped it before right. and, they, and, that, that was, that. and that wasn't even their intent, anyhow. Yeah, but that was I, not their intent. Their intent was literally to go to ice cream again. But that's that, that's the thing and, and and i don't know maybe the cops sort of let them go because they sort of realized how dumb they were and that maybe they really were just doing that you know there's never that's the that's the problem with this comedy is there's sometimes where you're just like okay i don't i don't buy this i don't buy that they're going out of jail they don't explain you know anything enough they don't explain why the, you know that they're happy that the the kids are you know the kids black you know it's um there's that scene in um, uh, Me, Myself, and Irene. You ever seen that movie? I love that movie. With Jim Carrey. Yeah. And he's got the kids that are all, all yeah. black. Triplets. Triplets. Uh, triplets. And when they're little kids, one of the guys is like trying to point the, it out to them. And he's just like, I, I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're trying to say, you know, or whatever. And he's like, he, man, you're, fucking kids dicks are bigger than these sausages you know or whatever and he's like you know he's all upset about it right but he doesn't like he kind of holds all the anger back but like the point was that like somebody had to go and say it you know because the audience as much as they might understand it might not they need to still sort of understand that the character knows you know, yeah, he he knows. He just didn't care. They were he didn't his care boys. Those were his boys. Those were his boys, and mm-hmm. he, you know, he raised them right. You know, and everything. Mm-hmm. He raised them well, and he's just amazing guy. And sort of like this thing didn't work out that way because oh. they just sort of didn't make any acknowledgement to it. That's probably one of my biggest problems with it. But all in all, though. Um, all in all, it wasn't like once again, it's not the worst movie, it's not the best movie, it's just sort of meh. It's just not my style of comedy. That's not your style of comedy, and I can see where this could be somebody's worst, like least favorite movie. I just know that there are worse movies than this, trust me. And you're gonna have to to send them to me so I can watch them. Oh, god, there's horror movies. Okay, one thing, 
one thing we haven't touched on is all of Will Arnett's creepy facial expressions in every scene. He, now, I was just like, oh, dude, those are perfect. I mean, every every expression was creepy as fuck. I know, which is so funny because I don't remember Will Arnett being that creepy ever, like, in, Mm -hmm. in most movies. Um, he he doesn't smile like that. He doesn't. I don't know. There's just something about him in this, you know. That just, have you se- have you seen Let's Go to Prison? Oh, I own it somewhere. I think I got on. Oh my TV. god, him and Chai. Chai, how do you oh, say? is he in that too? He's in it too. Wow did they did they work on that together before? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think Let's Go to Prison came out afterwards. Really? Hold yeah. on. Because if I'm correct, I'm going to look this up. But I think Bob Odenkirk directed that too. I'll actually, I'll absolutely love that movie. So it's okay. Uh, it was a year before, and Bob Odenkirk directed it. And it starred Dax Shepard, Will Arnett, mm-hmm. uh, Chi McBride, David Ketchner, uh, Michael Shannon. Weird. So you don't really see him in that many comedies as much. Oh, that's so funny. But it wasn't it wasn't written by Will Arnett. I mean, or Will Forte, you know, or anything. It was written by the guys who uh, who wrote for the State, which was one of my favorite. Um, I don't know if you ever watched that for MTV. MTV's The State. It was this uh, skit comedy show that they used to put on and. Um, there's uh, this character named Doug, who uh, played by Mark- Michael Showalter, who would go, you know, it was like, you know, I'm out of here, you know, and he'd, like leave or whatever. Like that was his catch line, uh, catchphrase or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it, those guys, those guys write like for Reno 911 and other Good stuff. Love also done by the guys who do the state. So, or did the state? So, yeah. And Brio and I will want is like a lot of people's favorite, like cop show, you know, cop comedy, you know. Um, but anyway, all in all, yeah. Uh, I just, like I said, it just it couldn't keep my attention. It's funny that the Bob Odenkirk did a funnier movie that you liked, and I then did this movie. one, you know, which you didn't like. And so, goes to show you sometimes. And it's filmmakers the, can fall flat you know well that and it's you know great acting in this i'm not taking that away because you know what you and i both being in the film industry this isn't me dogging their work because i know how much work it takes to put into a movie mm-hmm. it's just this movie didn't do it for me that's it yeah. and let's some go movies to won't yeah. but let's go to prison i almost felt like a different comedy style and that's why i loved it it had, it had darker moments in it. Yeah. Um, so generally on Hollywood Knockbusters, we do the show based on, and I think, if I'm correct, yep. Okay. So my main thing is finding movies that just did not make their money back. Now, first of all, just so you know, when you told me that you know this is a movie that you hated and we got to do this for the show – one of the things I did look up and I, I was remembering and I was trying to think this it cost $10 million to make, right? Is it? Yeah. It made opening weekend $508,601. It made four times the amount that it would have cost to do the, 
skywriting thing for for you know uh, for opening weekend, and it grossed worldwide only one million thirty five thousand fifty six dollars. It is a Hollywood knockbuster. When I say Hollywood knockbusters, generally, I look for movies that just bomb at the box office, and this is a this is a literal bomb. It did uh, mm-hmm. terrible. Uh, it was in the Dollar Tree. That's where I found this. So it is. I watched got, it on YouTube. Yeah, I got it for a dollar twenty-five. Am I gonna? Am I gonna sell this or something? No, I'm gonna keep it. You gotta if, keep. You gotta keep it. I'm gonna keep it uh, mainly because I like to have movies. Period. You know, and oh, yeah. never know if you're gonna. I know I have. Let's go to prison somewhere. Um, I, I just don't remember ever actually watching it. You know. Um, but I do remember owning it. You know, buying it at some point, and uh, so. I'm really excited about that, like uh, checking well, that out at some point. Yeah, well, uh, I never considered, is it Shy McBride or Chai or Chi? Him, no, McBride. Shy, uh, something yeah, like I, that. I never pronounce it right, but he had a pet name for Will Arnett's character in this movie, in uh, Let's Go to Prison. What? Baby Duck. Baby Duck? <laughs> Was there a reference to that in this one at all? The dead bait duck and the baby's duffer. Okay, maybe maybe that, that was may a, have been it. That may have been, but I don't know. There's nothing, nothing in the uh, uh, trivia about that. I don't think. Um, oh, do you remember when the guy freaking when uh, Will Ar- uh, Will I think it was, yeah, it was, uh, Will Forte was going on a date with this girl, and she looked like she was in high school or something, but he was going on the date. And he uh, kissed the father. Yes. You like, you know, because he wanted to make a good impression. For me, it was the strings of saliva. Did you watch the outtakes for that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Will Forte had a piece of boiled okra in his mouth to create the drool used during the kissing scene. Um. According to the film's commentary, uh, principal, there was a commentary track on the uh, DVD, by the way, with well, b- both wills in it. So that's to me, that's kind of cool. Um, principal photography was uh, uh, done during a uh, record heat wave in California. Most of the scenes the brothers share feature them wearing parkas or uh, similar long sleeve clothing, which caused the actors to get quite hot. So poor guys, but I mean, they could always not wear that. You know, I don't know if it was supposed to be a certain time period, you know, where it's supposed to be looking like it was cold. Um, it was interesting. They say that the, the name John Solomon uh, comes from Will Forte's friend and writing partner, John Solomon, uh, one of the co-writers of McGruber, you know. So Will did McGruber as well. That was his big, his sort of big claim to fame after this. Um, uh, let's see. Um, okay, yeah. And the sky banner. John's words are color coded. Red and Dean's words are in green. And I did like that that they kind of color coded them so that. They knew when somebody spoke or whatever, like okay. differently. Um, so anyway, all in all, I once again I, I felt like it was okay. I mean, it 
it's a movie I probably might watch again um, if I'm with somebody that's never seen it or something and wants to watch something really, really silly. You know, yeah. uh, I have a feeling my former roommate Jackie would probably get a kick out of this, but she wouldn't like it nearly as much like Step Brothers, you know, but she mm-hmm. would probably like it a lot better than you did, you know, and everything. I just, so you it, didn't. It, it, was, it was just dry. No, I mean, it's got, I thought it had some really fun moments that stuck out that were hilarious, you know, and stuff. And my my favorite scene, like I said, is the driving scene. Yeah. Because I I was just like, hey, they drive like I do. I hope you're (laughs) not parking at a, you know, outside a a, a hospital and just leaving your car. (laughs) Like, you know, they're like, you can't park there. (laughs) Watch me. I, it, it was so funny because I was kind of expecting them to come back and their car would be towed or something. And they might have had a scene like that, but they skipped to like them uh, getting really excited about now that they're going to go and find a, a baby. And did you yeah. notice that the, every scene that they showed that car, as many times as it got crashed, wrecked, whatever, there were never any dents or missing car parts. You know, that might be a, uh, that might, right there, that might be a, uh, Canoody or yeah, uh, and yeah, that drove me crazy because that's like that's. I mean, or it I, might be a running joke. I don't right. know. There were some goofs in it. Um, the scene where the brothers are typing uh, the ad for the Craigslist post, two blinking lines can be seen. One of the one from where they clicked on the dialog box, and one which is in the overlay. Um, let me see if they say anything about. The- uh, the scene where the microwave trips the electricity. We can talk about that. Uh, where they decide that Dean will revive the father while John gets the circuit breakers. Dean runs to the circuit breakers while John runs to the father. Uh, after the light comes back, Dean is at the father while John is at the circuit breakers. So I, th- I think that wasn't a goof. I think that was literally like a joke. When they're like, yeah. oh, you go there, I'll go there. And they go to the exact opposite right. of what they said. They- you know, it's supposed to be a joke, which I I didn't find funny because it wasn't it it just wasn't done well enough where I was just like, that's pretty funny. See, and that was the one thing I didn't notice. What? You didn't I notice didn't- that? Yeah. I did notice that because I was like, great, didn't you say he was gonna go over? But I didn't didn't make me laugh. You know, I wasn't like, ha ha, he went there and he went there because it wasn't done well enough, I guess. I don't know. Or, or maybe it wasn't a funny joke. That, that's one of the other things is like I looked at those kind of scenes and I was like, is that, is that supposed to make me laugh? And I think it was, you know, but it wasn't done well enough, I guess. I don't know. I can't say anything like you said. Comedy is tough. And I've never, um, you know, I've never written a comedy that i've made you know or whatever like i i've written tons of comedies that haven't been made or haven't like aren't gonna ever be made you know and and that's the thing is you look at those you look at that going you know you, you know you think that you think this is the worst movie of all time i think it was funny enough you know where i I was okay with it, you know, um, but um, yeah, it, it does not 
hold up as like this is this is the greatest you know this is the funniest comedy or anything maybe they weren't really trying to do that i mean i don't know maybe they're just trying to make something that just made people laugh in a way like at all so yeah i don't know if, if it made you laugh at all i think it did a good job well yeah. it might it didn't like said the car wreck scenes cracked me up um, uh, the way the bluntness of their characters especially mm-hmm. the james cracked me up um and the, like i said will Arnett's creepy expressions it's like because i see him seen him at many other movies and it was never like that i've seen him get interviewed just as will you don't smile like it, that, that, yeah. you know so that was i like that he's a very he seems like a very good human being so um very happy i got to watch this so thank you for choosing it um i you know i i'm uh i will like i said i'll probably watch it again at some point but not anytime soon i may even one day just listen to the commentary because i want to hear what they what they have to say necessarily about the making of it and and maybe they i would love to hear i should have listened to it because i wanted to hear what their thoughts on their characters not ever picking up on the fact that the, the their baby is black you know yeah. i just wanted that i wanted that reassurance that yeah we we were pretty sure to make it so you couldn't you know uh so that the, our characters were just too happy but you know mm-hmm. didn't say anything about too happy that. or yeah too happy just didn't notice and they are sort of oblivious to things like mm-hmm. when the cops pull up they didn't once think oh man those cops are here to right. talk to us they're just pulling up asking us a question you know like and they're they were just they were honest with the cops man mm-hmm. it's just like yeah you're not supposed to lie to cops but you're not supposed to tell them you're stalking children and you're waiting on their mom to go away come on man well i mean they weren't thinking they were doing anything wrong no they were know? just they were learning and they're they're in a sue they're gonna see yeah. the people for I arresting mean, them like i said it makes a lot of sense because the way they were raised it was only ever the three of them. They were never around other humans. You know, no other. Well, kids. except for the Eskimos that they're whatever the. Oh, the, the, uh, the yeah for the prom. Yeah, for the prom, which is so funny. What did you think about that argument about uh he got his like throwing the pit in it about his trophies and he was like I got voted prom king. Yeah, prom king. That was that was Yeah, Will Forte is like. So you know, it was just the two of them. Yeah, and he, they tied. Right. And he was like, "Oh, but I, I won the tiebreaker. Okay, fine. You, you beat me at being the prom king. You know, like it doesn't matter now. You know, anyway. But it was so funny because yeah, they got voted prom king because they're the only four people at the prom. So it was, yeah. it, was it was weird. Um, but it was sort of like you know, okay, this, you know, like it, it happened. It was it was a movie. Um." Apparently Bill Hader was in this movie, and I'm really sad. Like he's he was like a bicyclist or something. Yes. I don't remember the bicyclist in this. It wasn't a normal bike. It was like one so, of those ones that's that's seated and it's got like the three wheels. Right. Where was that? Um they were coming out. That. They were coming out of I don't remember the scene now. I remember seeing them, but I don't remember the scene. What, did he say anything or do anything? He just had like said a few words and that was it. Yeah, like why would you put Bill Hader in the movie and give him like yes, such a parents. small part? You know, even the 
even the uh, you mean um, the other girl, uh, Jenna Fisher had a bigger part, yeah. you know, and she was a lesser. I mean, she wasn't as famous at that time. Maybe she was. Since 2007, yeah, she was famous from Office because yeah. 2005, I believe, was the Office um, and everything. So she, everybody knew her as Pam, and she kind of played a Pam, you know, yeah. like that's was, exactly. I meant exactly. I was like, what well, is like she playing Pam in this too? Because it's the way yeah. the character behaves. It's the same same character. I mean, yeah. she. Um, I think she can do other stuff. I actually like a. There is a. She directed a movie once um, that's in Troma, the Troma Library, which is really funny. It was a, it was a mockumentary uh, called Lolly Love, and it was her and her husband at the time, James Gunn, who's now the president of fucking DC Films and everything. This guy did Scooby-Doo, and he did um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, one through one, two, three. Uh, whatever and so he um and her are like this you know they're playing themselves and basically jenna fisher likes to go out and hand out lollipops to homeless people with like messages on them like you know inspirational messages or whatever that's like the idea of the documentaries she wants to do something nice for the homeless community you know yeah it gives them lollipops and it's called lolly love it's funny and it's cute and i want to um i want to show it to one of my friends because i think he would get a kick at my my co-host paul because um he's got to think she's a cutie pie you know and she's you know a lot of people don't like I guess the Pam character after a while or whatever. I really, I only saw about five seasons of The Office or four, some four or five. So I don't really know how it sort of goes with her character or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I dug her in it. I thought she was cute and That's funny. Good. Yeah. But she does play a very similar character in this one. And so I, I think it, maybe that was another reason they, picked her was because like she can kind of keep that character going for herself and everything it's just sort of like really you could have you have made her like a completely different person than pam that way she could have fun with it in my opinion you know well, i just think that her character in this one was in shock about the way he was behaving so she's yeah. just like um yeah you don't talk about my ovaries you know <laughs> yeah so i think it's think that's why her character what behaving the way she was is because she was in shock yeah and she's exactly. appalled you know for sure so i i don't know i liked it i i mean i didn't like, like i didn't like like the movie i i liked certain scenes and i thought it had moments where you know and you said you saw this before and then you just rewatched it today yeah right? uh, yeah uh, when my husband was deployed he uh Got a bunch of movies overseas and sent them to us, and that was one of the ones that we got. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, to checking out more stuff by these guys, especially Bob Odenkirk, uh, Saul mm-hmm. from Better Call Saul. And, yeah, I love that. I love that one. Yeah, it's so funny. Like him in this movie, just didn't feel like Saul. I don't think you know, like he just did a. You know, he's he's so funny. And if you ever watch 
there's a great show that was on HBO. I don't know if it's on HBO Max because it was an HBO show. Should be on HBO Max. It's called Mr. Show. And it's uh, with Bob and David. And it's got Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. And it is so funny. Like it'll, <laughs> it is much funnier than this. Like it's skit comedy. It's, uh, you know, different skits. Saturday Night Live type stuff or whatever. It's more like Key and Peele. I guess, you know, where they introduce the stuff and they talk to the audience and stuff. Then they talk about the skits that they're about to do and stuff. And so I guess King of Peel sort of like Mr. Show, like a black Mr. Show, you know? I don't know. Even though I think Key and Peel's a little funnier, honestly, but I think Mr. Show is a, a good way to start it off. So anyway, Yes, that's about it. Uh, we talked a lot about this movie. <laughs> a, lot a, lot. a lot longer than I was expecting, actually. Because at one point yeah. I was like, are we going to have even enough to, to say about this movie? It seemed like there wasn't a lot that happened, you know. But... Yeah, there there was, like I said, it was, to me it was just so such a dry comedy that it couldn't keep my attention. But it did have its really, it did have its super funny points. But overall, I'll probably never watch it again. Probably never watching. Um, is it available for streaming? I always like to let people know that. Just it's on, it's actually on. You can rent it on YouTube. Okay, you can rent it on YouTube. You can also rent it on Amazon Prime. Um, surprise, it's not on Tubi. Like I feel like Tubi gets like these bad movies that nobody else wants, and they you know they're just like yeah, all right, let's just give it to Tubi, you know, and people yeah. will watch it if they like you know looking around and they see Will Arnett and Will Forte in a movie, you know, I mean, great cast, just not as funny as it should be. Um, so uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that it's out there. Yeah. I'm sad that it didn't make enough money. Um, but I can kind of see why probably yeah. word of mouth just came and people were like, don't go see that movie. It was not that funny, you know, and stuff. So there you go. Well, thank you, Amy Lynn. Or what have you been up to? But, uh, not much right now. You know, I had like some projects that got that I was supposed to be filming this month that got pushed back to next year. That happens. So, yeah, it happens. It you just, know, when people are new in the film business, they don't realize that sometimes and they get really frustrated and mad. And I'm like, you're don't get mad because you're, 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 you have to understand this happens way too much. It's usually because people just don't have the money yet or they have the money and it falls through, you know, it happens all the time. Oh yeah. And then one of them that I'm actually, really excited about um one of the locations like the lady backed out even though she gave us permission to film there she and, and it was she said she didn't feel comfortable having a film crew there after we'd already rented the place mm-hmm. and so we had to, we had to reschedule for another time well uh like it's gonna be like the weekend after thanksgiving but i'm not available then so I was like, look, you know, if you have to recast that character to get the movie done, I'm, you know, I understand. But just to be able for me to be able to stay with that character, they they pushed it back to next year. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and then that way it gives gives the director, the writer, more time to hone in on everything that he wants to happen. 
Understandable. And uh, I mean, it sucks when location, you don't realize sometimes like Hollywood that happens too. Like sometimes Hollywood films, they, the, you know, maybe the budget just falls through somehow or another and P you know, that they have to like, you know, take the show, the movie away, right. you know, or whatever. And uh, so it happens. I mean, I'm just glad you're, you know, still staying strong through it and, and doing what you can yep. and everything. Um, and uh, how can people reach you? They can reach me on, you know, Facebook Messenger. Uh, I have my regular page, then I have my Amy Woodall actor page. Mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram, on Snapchat, uh, TikTok. You know, I'm just all over the place. Awesome. Well, everybody look up Amy Lynn Woodall. Uh, the name will be on here so you guys can check her out and everything. Um, also, understand I will be doing one more episode. Um, so there will be five episodes in the season. I always hate kind of ending on an odd number, but uh, it's just the way it's going to have to be this year. Um, so uh, doing that, and then we'll have, so we'll have one more in December. Then we'll have uh, a break from January and February and come back in March. So um, I could have brought it back in and still had it in January, but I'm just like, no, because then that'll throw off my next season, you know. And How many different podcasts do you have going? Uh, <laughs> well, you I know, know you got You probably ones. don't want to know. Um, uh, yeah, I know way got- too many. Um, in fact, it was funny because I was telling one of my friends, oh, by the way, I'm thinking of doing another one uh next not not next year but the next year after that so 2024 um i've got a plan for another one but we'll be recording earlier in 2000 like mid 2023 and then you know bringing it up because i like to get things done ahead of time if i can you know that way yeah so this yeah this one's sort of this one's been sort of having issues because uh, a lot of times people can't watch the movie that I want to do or whatever. So I have to pick things like people can watch or this one real, I was lucky because you already have a copy of it or you've seen it, you know, you know it. Um, but like some movies, they're only available on like Amazon or something, or you have to only buy the DVD. And so I have to find people who actually own the DVD or, whatever to to do this so it's it's a little harder sometimes but it's uh it's probably one of my favorite shows just because i like talking about hollywood stuff because i get to talk about my indie stuff you know a lot and and that's fun but after a while i'm like i want to talk more about hollywood and everything you know so um but yeah even the bad hollywood movies you know, the ones that aren't so great, like the knockbusters out there. Um, but some of the knockbusters are some of my favorite movies. I've, uh, so I married Axeburner. That was a Hollywood knockbuster. Did Which not one? do very well. So I married Ax- so I married an Axeburner. I, I think I've seen that a long time ago. Yeah. Empire Records. Um, that didn't do very well. Um, you know, things like that. I mean, we're eventually going to do stuff like PCU, which I love to death. Most of these are movies I love. Uh, sometimes I'll do ones that I don't love or have never seen. You know, like this one I never saw. and yeah. I didn't love it, but I thought it was, you know, uh, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't anything I would, uh, 
you know, run out and want to watch again. But, you know, aside from that, you know, so anywho, uh, hope you're uh, going to be doing well this, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and everything. And uh, have fun with your family and everybody else. Uh, this will be out, I think, right or right after Thanksgiving or before before Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, and uh, get ready for that. So until then, everybody. Bye.